Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Red Sound Review on our episode of Screams from the Grave. Oh, I should have queued the song up. Oh, well. Abattoir, owe you 50 cents. <laughs> I can always put it in the background. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but yes, this week we are going to do Judas Priest 1988. Album, I was going to say classic to me anyway. I know a lot of people don't feel that way, but ram it down straight to the heart of this town. Actually, on the uh, I had the remaster, it has a little sticker on the front. It says The Metal Gods Return, an ironclad metal classic. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> clearly they had a good PR guy, but <laughs> includes Monsters of Rock, Ram It Down, and more. It also comes with two unreleased uh, live tracks, which are god-awful, and uh, original artwork and digitally remastered, which a lot of people hate these digitally remastered uh, versions, but I don't know. They're, they're cool. Well, what I like that they don't did, <clears throat> what I don't like that they did with them, I meant to say, is that, um, you know, the bonus tracks, for example, there's actually two songs that were cut from this album. Well, three overall, yeah, I, but only yeah. two that have been released in demo form, which is funny because four of the songs on here are songs that were cut from Turbo. Right. That were yeah, from and, uh, I just, Twin uh, Turbo, uh, yeah. which was originally, if you don't know, if you're a Judas Priest fan and you're watching a video about Ram It Down, I kind of assume you would because hey, we're getting I, a little deep here. But <laughs> Turbo I didn't know about any a, of this until about 10 minutes ago. Oh, really? Which what you're going to say, yes. Because I, I, uh, I wrote it all down here. You and never watched know. the Electric Eye DVD when they did uh-huh. that documentary and all that? When Robbery joined? Wow. Okay. Yeah, I was always nuts for Priest. So when he came back, I got into it. Got the mythology box set, the DVDs and all that. But anyway, so Turbo, they originally planned as a double album to be called Twin Turbo. And half of it was going to be, you know, more lighter kind of poppy stuff, most of which ended up on the actual Turbo album. Some of it got cut and showed up later as bonus tracks. But then the second side was supposed to be a little bit more heavy metal, faster songs, more straight up guitar instead of just synths like Judas Priest is known for. But um Columbia did not believe they could successfully sell a double album and uh, probably right, but they made another bad decision that I think would have made that their best selling album ever, even though it sold well turbo that is, which is um, originally they were commissioned to add reckless to the top gun soundtrack instead of Kenny Loggins danger zone. Uh, They viewed a rough cut of the movie thought it would be a box office flop, and said no. Wow. 
And then they later reversed that decision on this album, ramming down by agreeing to do Johnny Be Good, which (laughs) is an abomination, but we will get to that shortly. Yes, we will. Oh, my God. But yeah, like I said, I didn't know nothing about that double thing until I was just reading up some information on this album and then also finding out there's so many, well, there's like three other songs that were cut from it, like you said before. So yeah, and then they're released on the other remasters too, which is kind of weird because they put them on older albums. Why not just release them on this album as the bonus tracks, you know? And what's funny is, you know, as they've done like these expanded releases since they've been remastered again, all these other live tracks show up from these eras where they shoved these extra Ramadown songs on. It's like, <laughs> why didn't you just put it at the end of Ramadown and put the live song? You know, it's right, stupid. Yeah. Unless. Unless maybe there's, there was enough room, I don't know. I don't know if this. I don't know. It, 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 it could have totally been a record company decision. I don't know, but uh, that's one <laughs> thing that always really annoyed me about those remasters. Yeah, or they, they, what they really should have just did, and uh, we, we talk about this a lot, is just put out the real, the regular album the way it's supposed to be, and then make another disc or two or whatever of all the bonus tracks. You know, mm-hmm. make a special box set out of it or whatever, and then they can all just be. Happily on one thing. Yeah. Instead of messing up the flow of an album, you know? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's annoying. It is annoying. But, uh, yeah, when uh, you want to do this show, and you mentioned this album, I really dreaded doing this one. <laughs> and I, I love it. I mean, granted, it still ranks in the middle of their catalog for me. Like, I like it a lot, but I don't think it's their best album either. No. It, it definitely has some issues, and that's one thing I was going to say is, honestly, I think it worked better for them splitting it up because some of their weakest material they ever put out is on both Turbo and Ram It Down, and I think right. if it would have been a double LP, it would have completely sank because it would have just been too long. Yeah, yeah, and also too, I was reading how they were going to break the album up. It was going to be like, like you, I think you said it before, it was going to be like slower songs on one side and then the heavier songs on the other, and that would have just been like really bad. Yeah, you know? it uh, it, it would have flowed weird. I yeah, it wouldn't have worked, not at all. But yeah. um, the other thing about this album is this is uh, Dave Holland's last album with uh, Judas Priest. But uh, although was... the majority of it is actually played by a drum right. machine. Right, you didn't let me get to that. I was getting to that. (laughs) Yeah, from listening to this album uh, today, and I'm I'm remembering that you know most of it is a drum machine. I'm trying to figure out which songs are not. I can kind of tell which feel more like a live drummer than the um, you know a machine. And there's probably maybe like three songs that sound like a real drummer on here. So I don't think he really recorded that much. No, I know Hard as Iron is one where that def- you can tell on that one it's a real drummer. I mean, yeah. he's still playing an electronic kit, but it's not a machine. Yeah, and Blood Red Skies, you can tell that's that's the real drummer on there. Yeah. But there's, there's really not that many that sound like really real drums on here, which don't matter anyway. I mean, it's, it's fine with the uh, electronic drums. It works for this album. Usually I get annoyed um... with that shit, but it, it, for me it works. It, it does work. I think it would benefit from the real drums on the whole album because right. there's a couple songs here that could just use that extra push, even yeah. though I already like them. But, uh, you know, for the most part, despite the big wet 80s production, it 
it works with it, and I think it actually kind of blends in a little bit because of that. So it's not as noticeable. There's a couple songs where they really highlight the drum beat, and it's like, okay, now that fucking sounds bad. You should not have isolated the Roland TR-80. That's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't want to do that. But uh, Oh, and also it's the last album for a while with Tom Allen as the producer. He wouldn't come back until like later, until uh, 2009, The Touch of Evil, live. Uh, and then he came back in 2018 and did Firepower. Mm-hmm. So, the Colonel, Tom Alon. Yep. So, I don't know. You want to start? Sure. Um start? I really like this one. You know, one, one of the things about Turbo is even though there are a couple of songs that you know, are fairly faster and rock pretty good, you know. They really did go synth-heavy on that, and it didn't feature as much of the dueling guitars or as many riffs as they did previously, and they definitely bring it back here and a pretty good effect. And, um, I don't know, Rob sounds a little bit more animated on this one to me, too, but... uh also, in reading his biography, finding out what was actually going on in his personal life during the recording of Turbo, I'm amazed he even made the album at all. So, Like what? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, he had a really bad cocaine addiction at the time, but also his partner at the time shot himself in front oh, of really? Rob right oh. before they started writing that album. And uh, he just said he was in a really bad hole of depression and drugs when they were doing that whole thing. And it, he said, you know, well, he thinks it has quality songs. He doesn't think it's their best album, but uh, he says he was really looking for happiness at the time. So he wanted mm. to write happy music. And, you know, if it served his purpose for him and helped him heal, cool. Yeah. I still think most of it sucks, but I can respect it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, especially like you said, he's all that troubling shit happening. You know, you can't really expect him to write, you know, a great album. So no, I but him. I mean, sometimes the, the it works fact, in another way. Yeah. The fact that he could just get one classic off and reckless is amazing in its own right, because right. I, re- I really do think that's the two have song from that album. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorites. But uh, yeah, what one thing I like about this album is how it starts off with how Halford scream. You know that that makes you oh, feel yeah. like all right, th- this album's gonna be good. You know, almost and echoes the riffs from the beginning of the Hellion. It sounds like they're back. Right? Yeah, it does yeah. until you hear the the fucking drum machine come in, and I'm like, oh fuck. But the song's cool anyway. You know, it's a very fast, heavy song. Great way to start off the album, and then they do that little change up thing uh, right before the chorus. Where he sings that line, um, "We are together now." Yeah, you know that part where it changes up. Standing up, we are together now. He does the drum run, and it's a little more melodic. Um, Yeah, yeah, I, I, I I like that a lot. Um, You know, it's funny because I was thinking about that when I was listening to this earlier. I was like, you know, that's actually a really cool idea to like do in an anthem type song like that. Surprised uh, more people don't, but. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere, but it was a cool little shock bit and leads into that solo. And, you know, there's a lot of cool parts in this song. It's a very good opening for the album, you know? Oh, yeah, and... it's a great solo, too. Yeah. 
And even the next song, Heavy Metal, it's another great sounding classic oh. priest catchy chorus. Heavy Metal's oh. one of my favorite songs they ever did. When the power chords come crashing down. The only oh, only like thing phone. that uh <laughs> yeah. That actually worked out perfectly, right? When I said that. But uh the only thing that kind of messes it up for me is again, this is one that could benefit from having real drums on it. Yeah. Just because I think it would give it more power, but uh you know, the, the just a clean shredding guitar from KK and Glenn, you know, they might use a little vibrato and stuff like that, but the synths are gone, they sound back and really strong. Yeah, yeah. The other thing too I noticed the the uh the bass sound too, along with the drums, just sounds kind of fake. And the yeah, it's very weird. I, Almost like a keyboard type bass sound. Yeah, it's it's strange. It's like he was playing a bass synthesizer instead of an actual bass guitar. Yeah. Which it, it possibly could have been, you know. It, it it could be. It just it sounds strange on some songs. Yeah, because yeah. it's too. Uh, I don't know what. I, I'm trying to think like the word for it. Uh, just too abrupt, like abrupt stops, you know? Like, you wouldn't play a bass like that in a way. No. It's, it's, it's weird. But regardless, it's still a cool song. Once the song gets in there, awesome chorus. It, it's a, it's almost, it's a heavier version of a classic Priest song, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, Me too. Then it gets into Love Zone. Freaking terrible song. It, it almost sounds like a rejected Aerosmith song, because there's that one guitar part that's like, uh, sounds like, I know this song came after this album, but it uh, sounds like Love in an Elevator. It was like that little guitar well, part. Yeah. I, the song I was actually going to say is what Love in an Elevator kind of sounds like they ripped themselves <laughs> off to me, but right. I know the part you're talking about, and it sounds like Sweet Emotion. Yes, yes, that too. Yeah. So they ripped right. themselves off three times, and then I guess, uh, you know, uh, yeah, so I guess Priest did take it from Aerosmith then, because, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, this um, it it's catchy. Um. I really, really like the two or three main riffs in this song. They're they're really catchy and powerful, but um, it's just kind of lame, man. It is. It's just the lyrics. <laughs> I mean, I really want to like it more, but exactly. <laughs> and and well, the thing that really sucks is you know um, he, he's not singing anything super interesting during the chorus. He doesn't really do anything different vocally or any higher pitched harmonies like something he did on beyond the realms of death, death. But, um, the whole band, when the chorus kicks in, just goes to just super boring, basic single notes. Almost. It's like, why stop that killer riff just for him to go? Whoa. Yeah. You are burning me or touching me. Whatever the fuck he says. Whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. It's not not a good song. Uh, I mean, I'd pick it over Bon Jovi and some other crap like that, but uh, it it doesn't really do it for me as a pre-song. I can have it on in the background if I have to listen to this on vinyl. Like, I don't hate it that much where I'd skip over it, but it's definitely one of their weaker tracks. (laughs) I'd probably scratch it off the CD. Uh, come and get it. That's another one to me. Total garbage. I love come and get really? it, dude. <laughs> Turn it up. Burn no it way. down. Oh, dude, that is such a great chorus. How it goes from the melodic sing song part, and then that riff gets chunkier. If and then he starts singing, "If you want it," and he does his little 
Rob trying to be demonic voice. Come and get it. <laughs> when he sings it a little deeper. Yeah. Right. No, I don't like that. I love that song. That's one of the best ones on here. Don't do nothing for me. Hard as, hard as iron. Finally, we get back to some really cool Maiden song. Starts off real quick with the, with the double bass and the fast guitars. Again, another really singable, fun chorus. You know, it's a very upbeat song. And the one thing I noticed on this one, is, too, is uh, the bass is very... It's like almost non-existent in this song. This one, you can tell. I mean, ram, ram it down, you can't, because I think they reworked... I've never heard the demo from the Turbo Sessions, but um, that definitely sounds like this album, but... Hard as Iron, which is one of the leftovers from Turbo that they didn't record. Um, the transitions in this song are kind of weird. Yeah. When it goes from the song to the chorus, right. it's like they rewrote the beginning and the end and the bridge part to fit the heavier style, but they left the chorus intact from Turbo. It's weird because the chorus especially is when it seems like the bass just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like this song a lot. It's just, I listened to this album a lot over the past week, and that was just something I noticed where I was kind of like, "Wait, what the hell?" <laughs> yeah, it's, I, that's that's one thing I noticed because I've heard this song a thousand times, but I didn't really pay that close of attention to it. And then listening again today, I'm like, "Where the hell's the bass? Just like gone." Yeah, I would have. I would. I know they're supposed to be done. For good, but I would love to hear them redo this now with Scott Travis in their current style. Who's done? Judas Priest. They're not done. I thought they were finished after the Epitaph World Tour and all that bullshit. They just released Firepower. They did the Epitaph Tour was because of um oh God, was that was I think that was because of uh KK. It, it's <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not thinking of the Epitaph Tour and Never mind. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> and then and then it was just on, on the news before that they just almost completed a new album. So they're not going anywhere. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> anyway, point is, Rob, Glenn, I doubt any of you are watching. Andy, redo it with Scott on drums. Yeah. B-side, whatever. Doesn't have to be on an album, but this is a great song. And also bring some of this stuff back in concert. I was just going to say, I'm surprised, because that was another thing I was reading. A lot of these songs were not played after, I think after this album was released. There was like maybe a couple songs here and there. The and they only almost two recently, that have been... Mm-hmm. They almost uh, recently, like I think when Ripper was in the band, then they brought like uh, Blood Red Skies. But they didn't play any of this stuff for like a long time. No, the only time they've played any of it since Rob has been back in the band is they did Blood Red Skies on the Epitaph tour, and then um, oh, what what the what Redeemer of Souls is that what that album's called? One of yeah. the newer ones. Yep. Yeah, they did. Uh, I'm a rocker on that tour. Uh, yeah. All right, so then we get to Blood Red Skies. Probably my second favorite Judas Priest song ever. Really. Yeah, you know a a a lot of people say that, and granted, I do like this song. It is an epic, but kind of feels like them resting on their laurels and just writing what you would expect to come from a priest epic. I don't like it as much as the sinner. I don't like it as much as 
beyond the realms of death, you know. Hmm. I get it. Well, my reason is because I, I believe it's either the first or second Judas Priest song I ever heard. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So, because it was my friend gave me like this mixtape and had all these songs on it. This is back before I really even got into metal. Just as I was getting into metal, this actually here this song on this compilation made me get into metal. And uh, oh, cool. some some reason or another, I never bought any Judas Priest albums, but I always liked this song. And then later on, when I finally went into their discography, I finally, you know, was able to f- figure out what song that was that I heard, and it was this one. And, uh, yeah, it's always been my favorite, because I was always remember having that song in the back of my head, and I always wanted to hear it again, and I was, you know, happy to hear it. But, yeah, that, that's why it's probably my, one of my favorites. But it's still, it's it's a great song, just the way it, it, it starts off, like the, the wind in the background, and starts off slow, and uh, like that acoustic intro, and then it builds up. And it's just, there's a lot of build-up. And then the drum sound and just ruins everything it built up to. A little bit. I, but it's okay. It sounds like someone's beating on a wet cardboard box. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I don't mind that in this song. It sounds good. In it. it works with this song for me. But I, I think there are real drums in this one, honestly. Um, you don't think so? You can tell. You don't think so? Dude, listen to that first drum yeah, piece. Yeah, I know. In the, first... in the first, I, I was listening thinking that too that's much. clearly a drum machine i think it, it, it might be um what else did i write here uh oh yeah this, it almost sounds like something maiden would have done on somewhere in time like especially with the heavy keyboards you know because this is back in the same round, uh, round uh, uh sonically it's similar but i think maiden would have done something much more interesting over right. a nearly right. eight minute length <laughs> they would have, obviously, but yeah. just just with. The I mean, keyboards. I do like this song. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just a super, really great, catchy, really powerful build-up. Uh, really, you know, just a great song. I love this song. <sighs> Sorry, it's a good one. Uh, <laughs> probably, probably my fifth favorite from here. From just this album, or in general? From this album. Honestly, my top ten free songs would probably all be from before 1981. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about this before, actually, when we started the show. I'm a rocker. To me, that's Love a throwaway song. It's a throwaway for me. <laughs> I'm a rocker. Oh, oh, I do what? Okay, never mind. I'm going to stop singing it because the lyrics <laughs> are actually pretty fucking stupid. But yeah, they are. Yeah. Now this is a real good, you know, build up type anthem here too i think i mean it's not an epic like blood red skies but this is a great song it has a great solo too yeah it's a shame that like the last the end of this album for me it's just just a total clunker love you to death that's another reject it sounds like a reject from asylum off a kiss album well love you to death is a leftover track from turbo and that's one of the ones i was talking about where you can kind of hear it and it just almost stops the song dead but it just it sounds like such a jumble of yeah, just, just priests taking ideas they've done previously, and it sounds like, oh, well, we started with this. Oh, that didn't work. Fuck it. Leave it in. We'll switch to this. Oh, well, that didn't really work. Huh, maybe we should make it sound like Defenders, and then they finally decide, yeah, well, whatever. We'll just make it sound like Turbo. It's yeah. it's very cobbled together, and I don't care for it. One thing I did want to say about the atrocious cover of Johnny Be Good, though, oh, yeah, I really wish... I really wish they would. Yeah, and it actually comes before "Love You." To I death. Actually, yeah, I when I wrote my notes here, it was in my intro. <laughs> but yeah. all right. 
Um, I wish they would have just released it as a single or an EP or something and left it off the album and left the song Thunder Road on here in its place because Thunder Road, even though it was cut, which you can hear on the remaster of Point of Entry, if anyone's curious, um, I think is a great song and they should have left it on there. But what's funny is I noticed listening to Johnny Be Good, because I actually listened to it today, and I usually skip it. <laughs> they they kept most of the rhythm track from Thunder Road intact. Really? During parts of Johnny Be Good. Yeah, listen to Thunder Road, and then listen to their version of Johnny Be Good afterwards. There's a couple licks, guitar licks in there and stuff, too. Oh. But anyway, horrible cover. It is a very horrible cover. Yeah, that's what I wrote too. That was when I when we wanted to do this album. That was the one thing, one reason why I did not want to listen to this is because Johnny Be Good. <laughs> it's just it's such a brutal fucking song. And and then to find out, I didn't notice either. It was the first single released off of this album because yes, that stupid that stupid was. movie, uh, the Johnny Be Good movie. Yep. And it, that's probably what killed this album, really. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it was the first single and it was the most advertised one because even though I think would they release the title track as a single, maybe, or might have been Blood Red Skies. Anyway, they did it too late in the year. You know, when you do that cover song and it bombs and it's the first single off the record and you're not hot on the heels of it with something else, the album was pretty much dead. I think this one did go gold, but. They had been on a platinum streak before this. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. It, they were—they're just the wrong band to cover that song. It just—it's not a metal song, you know. I can see AC/DC doing it, no problem. AC/DC, Budgie could have done it. Anybody, but Judas you know, Priest—that's yeah. not good. And then finally, we get to the last song, "Monsters of Rock." I'm assuming I like Monsters this, of Rock. You do? It doesn't do anything. I, I'm assuming they wrote this that had something to do with the Monsters of Rock concert. You know, because of the lyrics, I can just get it out of that. I don't know. Is that true? Um, I didn't find anything to confirm that, but I think so. Yeah, it has to that's be. That's what it sounds like lyrically, yeah. 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 But um, it, it's just very repetitive. It doesn't do nothing. It's, just, it's a letdown of a closing track to me for the album, so. Yeah, like honestly, this, this is pro- well, yeah, this is probably their closing track of the stuff with Rob that I like the uh, the least next yeah. to Heavy Duty, Defenders of the Faith. That's another one oh, that yeah, just does nothing. Thing. They really don't yeah. have good enders. <laughs> there's not many good enders. I mean, there's a few, but yeah, it's, it's not that many. We got Loch Ness uh... later on when they came back. They had that Loch Ness song. And, uh, what, yeah. was, what was, yeah, there's, there's a lot of shitty, uh, shitty enders. Um... Yeah, and the reason I cut the Ripper stuff out of there is because I hate Demolition. There isn't a single redeeming song on that Actually, album. But is it that uh, album? Was it one before that? The last song is good. I think it's that that album. Oh, Cathedral song. Spires on Jugulator. That's, that's an awesome song. That's a good. Yeah, but uh, ending tracks that I like a lot: Heroes End from Stained Class. Yeah. That's a great one. But anyway, we're not talking about Stained Class again. No, we're I, 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 I wouldn't down. even know. I have to get the albums and look at them. But yeah, as far <laughs> as Ram It Down goes, yeah, it's a terrible uh, ending for the album for me. And uh, just sums up the whole album, you know, <laughs> kind of disappointing. And again, with Monsters of Rock, um, the bonus track that ended up on the Stained Class remaster, oddly enough, 
fire burns below yeah. is a little boring, but isn't that bad of a song? I, I wouldn't have minded if the album ended with that after Love You to Death because it's a little bit more interesting than Monsters of Rock is. It just, the second side of this record after I'm a rocker just kind of fades into obscurity. Yeah. It's a little weird because yeah. the first half of it, even though I'm not a big fan of Love Zone, it's a good song. It's catchy. But um, after I'm a rocker, they just seem to lose it a little bit. It's weird. Yeah. Shame, but that's what happened. And this album was very uh, poorly received, and it shows why. And although uh, it, it is a return, you know, to form of sorts it is for them after Turbo. on some songs, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it's a clunker in their discography. So for me, anyway, uh, if I had to rate it out of ten, I'm going to give it a six. Um. I'd give it a seven and a half, maybe yeah. a seven. Yeah, seven and a half I could live with because I do, well, take two songs. Yeah, I'm good with seven. <laughs> you only hate two songs. I hate one, two, three, four, <laughs> five. Uh, the yeah, only five song six. I actually hate is Johnny Be Good. I can listen to this thing all the way through uh. and then play it. Well, except, except maybe Monsters of Rock, but it's the last song, so I can always stop it after Love You. You can always just stop it. But no, I think this is a lost record for them, really. I, I, there's a lot here that fans would appreciate it, and I think it deserves to be reevaluated because it's a pretty good record. It's it's decent. It's not... Don't If you don't know Judas Priest and you're just getting into Judas Priest, do not start with Ram It Down. All right. It's okay. It's not their best. It's got some cool songs, like we said, but uh, you like it more than I do, and I, yeah. I don't know why, but. Because it's pretty damn good. It's all right. But ram it down. And also, I spent like a whole summer looking for this record at one point in time because it was so fucking hard to find. So when I finally found it, you know, I listened to it constantly. So maybe a little bit of nostalgia, but. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Ram It Down is just a good record, though. I like it better than some of their other stuff from the classic period. Mm. Well, I don't know how that <laughs> is even possible. Well, it's definitely a better album than Turbo, and uh, better than Sin After Sin, too. Yeah, Sin After Sin. As a playthrough. Yeah. But, alright, so that's Ram It Down. Are we good? Anything else you want to yeah, add? Yeah, we're good. Nope, right. that's it. Just you should, if you're a priest fan and you haven't heard the whole whole thing, you should check it out. And you know, if you're just getting into them, look up heavy metal or blood red skies or ram it down on YouTube. Check it out. Yeah, they're all there. Good stuff, most of it anyway. But uh, you can check us out ratsaddreview.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, oh, and Amazon Music. And if you have a uh, Alexa. All you got to do is say, Alexa, play Rat Salad Review, and we come right up. Isn't that pretty cool? That is cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, I won't get into a digital assistant rant here. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't own one. I, I don't know. want one. Although, although it is kind of funny you mentioned that on the show of the band that did the song Electric Eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Except yeah. now it'd be, I'm in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that shit's scary. I don't have one, so I'm not, I won't get one. But uh, my father has one, so. Then I had to try it out, so it does work. So we are there. It does play. It actually, it starts from the last episode we uploaded, so it just kind of goes backwards, I guess. Oh, but, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so if you do that, we're on there. And where else? Oh, YouTube. Please subscribe to YouTube. We are growing every day, so please add to that subscription. Yeah, go and, go and watch a Ram It Down video and subscribe to us at the same time. You know? That's right. That's all you got to do. We are here. We have plenty of more shows to come, and we will see you guys yeah. next time. And message us on Facebook if there's an obscure album or one you think deserves to be reevaluated from a band you love, and we'll do it on Screams right. from the Grave. That's right. Except for Load and Reload. You guys can fuck off with that, so don't no. even suggest it. We'll be doing that. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> no, I won't do that to you. Oh, won't I? See you guys no. next time. Write in the comments, too, on YouTube if you want. Or anywhere. Write comments to us anywhere. And Facebook, iTunes, not iTunes, uh, Twitter. Yeah. Think think we're wrong. Think we're right. That's right. Let's hear it. I'll debate so, with you. I got nothing better to do. <laughs> he doesn't. Believe me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye. What? <laughs>